Okay. Hallelujah. Please can you hear me? Powerful, powerful. So we thank God for such another session in the Lord. Um the one of God is in already. He has signaled me, so we're joining him shortly. But I want you to make a prayer shortly that may the Lord speak to you. May the Lord speak to you. May the Lord cause his word to be fulfilled in our lives. In the name of Jesus. You are making a prayer that anything that the enemy is using to fight whatever thing has on our lives, we receive grace in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you so much for such a move. Thank God for the good things the Lord is releasing for us in this season. Are we in church? Are we in church? Powerful. So, um, without wasting my time, we'll, we'll go to the man of God and receive what the Lord has for us. Um, he said today he's going to talk about the power of the tongue. The power of the tongue. So, um, he started explaining the concept of family history to us on the first day and we went into details on the second day then yesterday by the grace of god um, he explained the, the the power of vision that is daring to dream as we are dealing with our family history and taught us how our soul is very important when it comes to sustaining our dream. You know, some, yesterday after the meeting, I was just, um, I was just meditating on the message, and I realized because visions and dreams and all those things are powered by the soul. So you realize that. If your soul is not in line, you get the wrong dreams. <laughs> if your soul is not in line, you got you get wrong visions, you know. And it's not easy. You need a very stabilized and a strong soul in order to see your visions and dreams come true. There are a lot of people that out of frustrations they throw away their visions. There are a lot of people that out of misplacement of their soul they throw away their dreams and it's something i keep on saying that i know of i know so many ladies i know so many people a uh, woman of com- comfort is a woman of prayer woman of prayer are you on our whatsapp page are you on our whatsapp page why Why? Give me two reasons why you are not on the page. So I was talking about the power of the soul. So you realize that most people get distracted if you don't get your soul right. If um, if you don't get your soul right, you have issues to um, in maintaining. You have issues in 
sustaining vision now there's a difference between having a vision and sustaining the vision is something very important that um it's not easy sometimes betting a vision itself is not easy i'm still waiting woman of prayer i'm i'm sorry something i'm serious about yeah so betting the vision itself is 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 the initial point but it's also the the least point you know yeah it's, it's so unfortunate that we have some people who don't have any vision who are not having dreams they are just living there's no passion no 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 i've made several announcements about this so if you tell me you don't have the link um what you're saying doesn't show your seriousness anyway let, let me let me forget about it yeah so um i was talking about the fact that if you're if there is a desire then there is a release if there is a willingness there is a release and we have already learned that where there is a yearning there's an earning so you cannot earn something you don't yearn and you cannot receive something you cannot desire for so and the place of desires the place of dreams are very very important and yesterday the man of god explained it very well and we got to understand that one of the place that helps us to sustain our dreams and visions is the stability of our soul and it's not easy in as much as it is easy to bet dreams and visions it's not easy to maintain visions i know a whole lot of people who dreamt of becoming the president of ghana and they ended up becoming the best farmer in their village i know a lot of people who who had desires to who had dreams you know of making sure that their children will not go to situations but before i realize they end up you read people a lot of things are happening there are some of us here we have visions and dreams of becoming best students i don't know the day we became the worst student we have dreams of seeing a's in our exams we go and we see d's and c's so it's it's it's, it's another thing betting the dream and it's another thing seeing the dream and it's another thing carrying the dream come true so and and, and uh, these are all dimensions that later on in the course of the year i'll be teaching this there are systems that makes you receive um a constant answers actually this year we are going to do a lot of engagement so i want you to take advantage and learn yeah we have a system where why some of us um, irrespective of sometimes how we feel like giving up the dream still is being carried there's a system that sustains visions and one of the system is the power of the tank so this 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 night a man of god will be speaking to us on the power of the tank you cannot speak in opposite of your vision you cannot speak in opposite of your dreams you cannot if you have a dream of becoming the doctor you don't call yourself a carpenter 
so because your vision is your real you the vision is your state in the spirit your state in future so the fact that you have not yet if you cannot see it you cannot have it so the place of talking is very important when it comes to the place of dealing with the patterns of the bloodline don't forget that we are still learning how some of the ways that we can we are still learning some of the ways that we can overcome family histories okay and um, and also enforce family histories don't forget we have bad history we have good history in the family so we enforce the bad ones uh, we 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 um deal with the bad ones and we enforce the good ones so it's we are not just talking about family history is not just talking about something bad there are certain families that have a good history you know they have certain things that are very good they are beautiful their families that all of them they are naturally beautiful very nice when you see them you you just want to marry any of them but they have bad character so if you if you are changing history are you changing the beauty also no because the beauty is very important are we in church are we in church so you have to be very you have to be very cautious about what you do and you have to be very sensitive in your prayer that's why here we pray um go oriented prayer our prayers are not aimless so here we teach you how to pray if you don't know how to pray you not you you not get your answers because prayer is resource oriented activity so you need to know what you are praying and how are you praying it are, are we in church yeah so that's what we are doing so one of the means is the power of the tongue what do you say so yesterday he taught us on the visions today he's going to talk us on the tongue your tongue cannot be different from your vision your vision cannot be different from what you see so it's very important so what you what you see is what you talk and what you talk is what you see and what you see and talk is the history you create and the history you follow yeah and it's very important if you cannot see what you see it's very important that's why the prophetic is very important why do we see the things we see in the spirit oh i oh man i'll be man of god okay well um if oh the, the loss the loss you were here yesterday when i was prophesying to comfort about her mother and everything so the lord has shown it it means it is there but why do we say it because if you don't say it it may not happen because there are systems in the spirit that has the ability to counter that which exists for manifestation so saying is a permission in the spirit that's why when we see something we say it that's why when you see something and you don't like you speak against it and that's a mistake some of you do how many of us are able to rebuke dreams that we don't want you wake up you have a bad dream the first thing that comes in mind is to call your boyfriend that's very stupid you if you because there are visions in the night yesterday he thought about it visions of the night the, the body dreams 
the soul dreams, the spirit dreams. So, the one that you don't like, you rebuke. The one that you like, you enforce. Oh, I saw C in my exam. So, what did you do when you saw the C? So, you see, oh, what for me when I dream it come to pass? The last time I saw C in my exam and I went into a C. That was, this is, that is nonsense. That's nonsense. So, so you need to be very, that, most people, they just wake up. The, the first thing they do is they want to they, they want to call the prophet that, that, that. you see you don't call prophet on visions anytime you see you go to the place of talking when you see you talk so when you see what if you what you saw you like you talk it to enforce it if you don't like you talk against it that's all you do you spend time and pray even before you seek for understanding if it's supposed to be understood god will let it happen uh, you were here there has been times that when i'm prophesying i speak about dreams of people two of us sometimes i even speak about the visions of people so if the thing needs if the thing needs interpretation that is not your work and there are certain things that are very important in the spirit that if it does not need, if you don't get interpretation it's like you are restless no, it's not like you are being curious, but your spirit is restless. But most of the times, we run after interpretation of certain dreams which are not important at all. Important at all. And all these things are systems in the spirit which we need to understand. Are we in church? Are we in church? So you should learn. You should learn. Here we, we train and we teach you and we let you understand the system. You know? We are not here to amass wealth. We are here to learn. So, we deal with people who want to learn. People who want to learn. People who want their lives to be transformed. Hallelujah. So, we are going to take the man of God on the power of the tongue. We will not add you to the group. I ask you, I ask you that give me two reasons why you didn't join. That's what I ask you. They have no answer. Somebody said the power of the tank. The power of the tank. The power of the tank. Okay. Are you ready? If you're ready, shout ready. If you are listening to us and you have not shared the link, I want you to share the link quickly and invite somebody. Share the link to invite somebody. Share it on your status. On your groups and let somebody be blessed hallelujah make sure you you do that uh, and assist us that's the only thing you can do you have, if you have not followed us yet you can also tap on the follow key and we are also on facebook so right now go to facebook type freedom outreach family follow and like us and the lord will bless you hallelujah the lord will bless you powerful so the man of god is ready um let's go and listen to him in the name of jesus in the name of jesus so as the song is playing you follow the song with your heart and you enter the place with your spirit i know the lord is going to transform lives today I know the Lord is going to change situations for somebody. If you believe it, shout hallelujah. 
I want to thank God very much for yet another night. And I'm excited about what God is going to do. Because the Lord is going to release something good on every one of us. For putting together these meetings. We salute him. We honor him. I want to bless God for my brother. He's the finest I've come across. I don't have lots of friends. I don't call many people my friend. I don't even say I know many people. Most of the times, if you ask me if I know somebody, I say I'll know about them. But I hardly say they're my friends. But this one is more than a friend. I love the anointing on his life. I love the grace of God on his life. The man prophesies like he lives with you in your house. (laughs) I have seen many graces. And if only God would add this one to what I have. I would have told George Bush where Osama Bin Laden was hiding. (laughs) I love you. I honor you. I salute you. I want to salute. I thank you for your encouragement. Anytime I see you, I'm encouraged. And I thank God that even little people like us, You take delight in us and then come to see what the Lord is doing with us, through us. I pray that even as you encourage us, the Lord will encourage you. In Jesus' name. I want a great man of God. I appreciate, I love so much. You're such an incredible person. I love your spirit and I thank God for your life. Amen. I appreciate every one of you for taking time out after hot prayers like this I'm wondering if you will be interested in this boring preacher but I think God will help me Uh, he's a good God I'm trusting God for just one thing tonight I'm trusting God that at the end of everything you will understand what it means to prophesy. So that, I mean, there are about nine dimensions of the prophetic, but that's not what I'm talking about today. But there is a dimension of the prophetic which is called the declarative, where you declare a thing and it comes to pass. The Bible says, how can we know one is a prophet except he says something? And what he said or she said came to pass. I'm praying that that anointing, that's all I'm asking for. That that anointing will come upon your life. And the reason why I'm confident about that is because the Bible says any person praying or prophesying in the church, talking about the woman with her hair uncovered. Now, now he, he's saying that any person praying in the church or speaking the word of God, the word that is translated prophesy there is Naba, that is speaking under the inspiration of God Almighty Himself. 
I pray that that spirit will drop here tonight in Jesus' name. The reason why it is so crucial that that spirit drops is because it is one of the things God has promised to do in the last days. There are a few promises in the last days and I don't know why God chose to say this thing twice. The first time he said it, he said, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men will uh, see visions and your old men will dream dreams or your young men will have foresight and your old men will have insight. Vision is foresight and dream is insight. And then he goes on in the closing chapter of the Old Testament and he says that I will send Elijah the prophet. I will send Elijah the prophet. In other words, he was saying that he will release the spirit of Elijah. Now the spirit of Elijah is the spirit of prayer and the spirit of prophecy. So God is saying that in the last days what I want to do is much as I will have men walk in the office of the prophet I also want all my men I wish that all of God's people would prophesy and and that scripture is what I'm praying will come to pass tonight is somebody with me so far yeah. I'm I'm getting you ready for the message because the title of my message today is the power of the tongue the power of the tongue the power of the tongue oh. there, there, there is something you have that you don't have the faintest idea what it can do the eyes are very very powerful father bless your word cause your word to bless your people I pray that they will come tonight the Naba anointing and the seer anointing I pray that somebody at the sound of my voice will receive instruction and direction and inspiration tonight may your people be edified and the devil be terrified and your name be glorified I pray that flesh will be put aside that I will speak like one that speak by your oracles and that your people may be influenced by these things that are preached and teach that at the end of all of this Lord, these people will never ever remain the same in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I was saying that the eye is so powerful and is so important and so God gave for the eye a lid to cover the eye so that you wouldn't see everything. I'm getting excited about the message already. I'm getting excited about it. Anything that is sensitive about a man, God protects extra so he protects the heart with a cage because the heart is very crucial he protects the eye with a lid so that you can just cover it like I've done mine and you don't see anything but when it came to the tongue he commanded 32 white soldiers to hold it in place and two sets of lips to keep it in check Because God knows that the tongue is such a delicate and such a 
powerful tool. Uh, if there is any part of your being that is so essential for your future, it is your tongue. James chapter 3. And I want us to stop reading from verse 1. In fact, let me just tell you what is there. The Bible says we put bits in the mouth of horses that we might control them. The horse is considered a very strong beast. It is a symbol of strength and a symbol of tenacity. And yet the Bible says this strong tenacious beast is controlled by a little bit that is put in the mouth. And the Bible says the great ships even though they are tossed everybody say tossed. Even though they are tossed and even though they are moved about by great winds are controlled by a little rudder. And the Bible says even so the tongue being a little part of the body has the ability to control the whole body. As I examined these two uh, examples the Bible gave, the horse and the ship, I noticed something. I noticed that the strength of the horse and all that it was able to do caused it only to be able to move about. But when you wanted to give a direction you use the pit. The ship is not directed by the wind. Even though the wind can move the ship, toss the ship, move it up and down, it is directed by a little rudder. And the Bible compares your tongue to the rudder and to the bit. If that is true, then life is directed not by the waves and storms and the troubles and everything around life, but life moves in the direction of your tongue. Where your tongue goes, that is where your life goes. The direction of your life is the direction of your tongue. David said something that caught my attention. He said he uses my tongue like the pen of the skillful writer. What does that mean? It means that your history is written by your tongue. Your present by your tongue. Your future by your tongue. By your tongue you can paint your future. If your future is going to be gloomy, it will be by your tongue. If it's going to be bright, it will be by your tongue. By your tongue. It's about what you say and not what happens around you. So many things can happen around you. The ship can be tossed, but it is directed by the rudder. Your life like the ship can be tossed. All kinds of things can happen to you. But your life is directed by your tongue. It is directed by what you say. You will eat the fruits thereof. Life and death lies in the power of the tongue. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. So my life lies in the power of my tongue. My life and its direction lies in the power of what I say. What I will become lies in the power of what I say. Who I will become lies in the power of what I say. The tongue, the tongue, the tongue. The tongue, the tongue, the tongue, the tongue. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. 
The Bible says, in the beginning or in the eternal past, or in the beginning that has no beginning, Elohim, the Lord God of all creative power, the triune God, the holy gods, created the heavens and the earth. God created a perfect heaven and he created a perfect earth. In verse 2 we read, and the earth was without form. I don't know why they translated that was because the word that is translated was is the Hebrew word hayah. It is used 168 times in the Bible. 167 times it is translated became. The only time it is translated was is Genesis chapter 1 and verse 2. And so I am tempted to think that when the Bible said tohu hayah vabohu simply saying and the earth became formless. I try to check and find out when and how the earth became formless. God created a perfect heaven and he created a perfect earth. He created in the perfect heaven angels and there was a cherub, not an archangel like we teach. The devil was not an archangel. He was a cherub and so his name is the anointed cherub. He was a cherub who was constructed of musical instruments. When he spoke his voice was like a pipe organ. When he moved his arms was like the movement of the, or, or the blowing of the trumpet. There was something musical about him. Everything about the devil was musical. And the devil brought worship to God until the day that the devil became jealous of the worship of God. And so the devil wanted to steal God's worship. And God threw the devil down from the heaven and he hits the earth. When the devil hits the earth, he disorganized and deformed the earth. He brought darkness on the earth. He brought chaos on the earth And that is how the earth became formless The earth was not formless when God made it The earth was not formless when God created it It was perfect and everything was nice And it only became formless when the devil hid it It only deformed when the devil hid it Uh Don't clap, don't clap, don't clap to jump to verse 26 because that is the part that shocked me in verse 26 I heard God made make an announcement listen to what God said he said let us make man in our own image after our likeness let me read like it is to you he said let us make man in our own form in our own shape in our own image and let us create him after our likeness so you came into existence by two acts of God your body was made and your spirit was created you are you were not created only you were created and you were formed you were created and you were made you were created and you were fashioned God made your body to look like how his spiritual body looks like this the body of God is a spiritual body and the body of man is a physical body but the shape is the same the structure is the same God has eyes so he gave us eyes how do you know because the bible says the eyes of the lord move to and fro god has a nose so he gave us a nose how do you know the bible says our offering was like a sweet smelling savor in his nostrils god has ears so he gave us ears how do you know the bible says the ear of the lord is not death god has a mouth how do you know the bible says the mouth of the lord has spoken god has arms how do you know? The Bible says the arm of the Lord is not short. God has fingers. How do you know? 
The Bible said the fingers of the Lord wrote on the wall. God has a chest. How do you know? Abraham was in the bosom of God. God has feet. How do you know? The earth is his footstool. He made us in his image. And created us in his likeness. But the problem I had was that I did not understand and fully grab the likeness in which he created us. Was it just spirit? So I began to examine the context of that passage. Let us make men in our image after our likeness. So I asked myself, in what likeness was God talking about? So God said, examine the contest. So I jumped to verse 3 and I noticed something. This is what I noticed. As three says, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. Verse six says, and God said, and it was so. Verse nine says, and God said, verse twelve says, and God said, and nine times in Genesis chapter one, I hear God say, and it was so. So I began to understand that the likeness in which he made us was 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 our ability to also say and let it be so and man said and it was so so all the time god was creating god said and it was so god said and it was so but after god made men check your bible god stopped talking in the second chapter of genesis when god made the peace he brought it to man and man said and it was so and everything man said it was just like uh, man has said uh, God stopped talking and he released man to talk I am made in the image and in the likeness of God and in his likeness I say and it is so what I say on earth it is so what I say on earth it is so what I say on earth it is so and man said uh, and it was so man commanded and it was so is somebody hearing me From the time God created man, he stopped talking. He stopped. In fact, one of the biggest problems the church has faced, and all the women said amen before I continue, has been... The problem of relegating women to the background. Until today, many churches do not accept women ministers because they don't think that it is proper for women to preach and teach. 
because they say the Bible says that the women should not speak in the church but should learn in submission at home in silence at home and they don't even understand what that scripture was talking about that is not my message but let me explain because I'm trying to build a point here see in those times when they sat in church the men sat in front and the women sat behind and the preachers then have microphones and megaphones like we have today so sometimes the preachers would say something and the, your wife who is at the back wouldn't hear and so she would shout and ask Chrissy, what is the man saying and and that was what paul was talking about i said no 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 when you don't anything in church do not scream in church but you just take your time and go home and when you go home ask your husband and your husband will tell you what happened because if women are not supposed to speak in church then the bible wouldn't say a woman praying or prophesying in the church hold on And when the Bible said the women were weaker vessels, the Bible was not talking about their spirit, but the Bible was talking about their body. Because see, when God was making men, he made a male. He made one body, but he put in two spirits. Oh, I know somebody is challenging my theology and somebody is challenging my doctrine. And so before you think that this is heretic, I want to prove that to you from the Bible. I want you to turn to Genesis, the fifth chapter, and let us stop reading from the first verse. And the Bible says that this is the genealogy of men in the day that God made him. Male and female created him, he them, and he blessed them and called their name Adam. He he blessed them and called them Adam. So Adam was two persons in one. And so when God came to Adam and and he, he said to Adam that Adam, it is not good for man to be alone. If you read from the original English, it alone is spelled A L L O N E. And that is not alone, that is all one. Simply God was saying that it is not good for men or the male to be all in one male and female living in one body and so I am going to make a partner that is suitable for him and so God took from the side of Adam and formed and he took the two spirits and separated them and put one spirit in the man and put another spirit in the woman that is why the Bible says before God there is neither male nor female because the spirits are the same is somebody hearing me so when the woman says it will be so just like the man's because that is the way we were in the likeness of God made to be able to say and get it to be so Our biggest problem is that we have not regarded the power of our tongue. And so in the book of the preacher, the fifth chapter, Ecclesiastes chapter 5, and I want to start reading from verse 1. Uh, to turn quickly, Ecclesiastes chapter 5, Ecclesiastes chapter 5. Oh, uh. 
and from verse 1. The Bible says, God, your feet or your steps when you come to the house of God and draw near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools for they know not what they do evil. Do not be rush with your mouth neither and do not let your heart be hasty to utter anything before God. <laughs> Verse 3 he says, For a dream cometh through the multitude of works and a fool's voice is known by the multitude of verse 4 when thou vowest a vow to the lord be sure that you fulfill your vow in other words when you say anything to god be very careful to do it and the fifth verse is what shocks me now the end of the fourth verse he says why should your whole body Get into trouble. Why should your physical existence get into trouble? Why should the physical things about you be destroyed because of your tongue? And in verse 5 he says, Do not say before the angel that it was a mistake. Do not say before the angel that it was a mistake. What angel? Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14. He says, if you're there say amen. If you're not there say God help me. Oh, he'll help you. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for? Everybody say for. One more time. Sent forth to minister for, not to minister to. Them that are heads of salvation. Now help me here. Who are the heads of salvation? We are. And the Bible is saying the angels minister for, not to. There's a difference. Come here, please. When someone is sent to minister to you, they are sent and they are given every instruction as to what they must do for you. So I'm going to ask my dear brother, to go minister to the prophet. Take this handkerchief. Go and give it to the prophet. He goes, ministers to him, and he leaves. But watch this. When I send him to minister for, I just send him, but I don't give him instructions. So come. Go and minister for the prophet. So he will just go and stand there. Waiting for what the prophet will say. Are they not all ministering?
brethren spirits sent forth to minister for there are angels run about you but they cannot do anything because you have said nothing they are angels standing waiting to minister but they cannot minister because they have been sent to minister for not to minister to they are waiting for you to speak But you are saying nothing. And so the angels are just watching. And then they heard a believer say, Ghana is too hard. Then they heard a believer say, This sickness will kill me. Then they heard a believer say, I don't think I'll be able to marry then they heard a believer say this problem in my family will kill everybody in the family then they heard a believer say I'm not sure I can make it then they heard a believer say I'm not sure I can fly then they heard a believer say I am a nobody when you said those words Something happened. Let me show you what happened. There is a scripture. We've all been quoting. And I even quoted. Without checking. And I found out that. The scripture I was quoting wasn't true. Because that was not what was in the Bible. Luke chapter 12. And I want to read that verse. Let's start from verse 6 so that we get a contest. But I want verse 8. I want someone to read for me. Will you pick a microphone to amplify your voice? I want you to listen carefully. I want, I want you to listen carefully. We used to quote the scripture as a scripture of evangelism. We always did. And we even quoted it wrong. What we said was not what was in the Bible. But I want us to get the context. That's from verse 6. Look to verse 6. Uh-huh. Are not five sparrows sold for two fat things? Uh-huh. And not one of them is forgotten before God? Uh-huh. But even the very hairs of your hair uh-huh. are all numbered. Uh-huh. Fear not, therefore, uh-huh. ye of more value, uh-huh. ye are of more value uh-huh. than many sparrows. So the contest is about trouble, difficulties, and hardship, God's comfort. It is in red letter. Continue. Verse 8. Verse 8. Also I say unto you. He says, after all these things that I've said, also I say unto you. Mm-hmm. Whosoever shall confess me before men. Whosoever shall confess me before men. Let me help you here. When you read the Bible and you come across men, it stands for three things. It stands for human, it stands for demonic resistance, and it stands for physical difficulty. And he's saying, whosoever. So when God said to Joshua, no man shall be able to stand before thee all the days of your life. He was saying, no physical condition will be able to prevail. He was saying, no demon. And he was saying, no human being. 
And he said, whosoever shall confess me, Jesus, before physical conditions, before physical resistance, before trouble and hardship, what will I do? Him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels. Hey! And we always said, whosoever confesses me before men, I will confess before God. And the Bible is saying, no, 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 that's not what I said. I said in times of trouble and difficulty, if you will confess me, Jesus, who is Jesus? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. If anyone will confess the Word... In the face of adversity and trouble, then I, Jesus, the high priest of your confession, will repeat your confession before the angels. So when you say, as for God, when he picks his stone, he takes too long in throwing, Jesus will say to the angels, don't act quick. If you say, as for this my husband, he will never change. Jesus will say to the angels, make sure he doesn't change. If you say, this sickness will kill me, Jesus will say, let the sickness kill Why? Because whosoever shall confess, I will confess. What it- oh, 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 oh. When you say it, I will repeat it. When you say it, I will repeat it. There is an angel that has been sent forth on on an assignment, but cannot operate, but cannot work, but cannot move, because you are not saying the right things, because you are not confessing the right things, because you are using your tongue to shape a gloomy future, to shape trouble, to shape hardship, to shape difficulty. So in the wisdom of God, he says, even when you're weak, say, I am strong. Even when you are poor, say, because you were created in the likeness of the God that calls those things that be not as though they were. You were created in the likeness of the God that is not dependent on the situation or the circumstance, but determines everything from his heart and speaks from his heart. Those things he has determined and gets them to take place. These words that I speak to you, they are life and they are spirit. There is something on your tongue. It is called spirit. It has the ability to turn heaven to work on your behalf or to turn hell to work against you. Curses are mere words with supernatural power. Blessings are mere words with supernatural power. A man's destiny is determined by the words that are spoken, not their hard work, not their wisdom, not their strength, not their ability, but by the words. Genesis chapter 49, a man calls his children and he says to his children, gather unto me all ye sons of Jacob. 
<laughs> that I may tell you what shall befall you in your latter end. In other words, gather unto me, O my sons, and with my tongue I am going to write your future. With my tongue I am going to shape your future. With my tongue I am going to determine those things that shall happen unto you. Reuben, being the firstborn of Jacob, strong, mighty, wonderful, came, stood before his father. He said, Papa, I'm here, speak. The father looked at Reuben and he said, Oh, Reuben, you are the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity, and yet just like water is unstable, you shall not prosper. Those words ended every potential that Reuben had to become what he was destined to be because tongue has shaped his future. Then Levi and Simon stood before their father. He said, May my soul not dwell in the tents of Levi and Simon. That was their end. Judah was so afraid. He didn't even want to come before his father. The father said, Judah, come here, for it is unto you that the gathering of the people shall be. Oh, Judah, you will grow beyond the wall, and the scepter will not depart from Judah until Shiloh comes. Because of those words that were spoken, the destiny of Judah was determined, and the Christ came from Judah. Words. 3,000 years ago, Saul died on Mount Gilboa when it was told to David. He rented his clothes and he sang a song. He said, how are the mighty fallen and the weapons of war perishing? Tell it not in Gath and let it not be heard in the streets of Ascalon. O ye Mount Gilboa, let there be neither rain or dew upon you, for on you the shield of the Lord's anointed was not anointed. For he spoke these words 3,000 years ago. Till today, it rains on any and every mountain in Israel, apart from Gilboa. Till today, when Joshua conquered Cana, uh, not Cana, Jericho, he destroyed the city and used his tongue to shape the destiny of that city. He said, let he that rebuilds the walls of Jericho, rebuild it on the life of his son. And let he that rebuild the gates, do so on the life of his son. 500 years later, a man rebuilt the walls of Jericho. When he finished, his firstborn died. When he put in the gates, his lastborn died. The tongue had saved a city. The tongue. The tongue. Words. In the time of David, they didn't have regular soldiers like we have in Ghana. They didn't have that. They had just a few guards who guarded the king. And every male that was old enough was a soldier. And that was the reason why David counted Israel. He didn't count the women and children. He just counted the men. Because in those days when census was taken, it was for the purpose of defense and warfare. 
They wanted to know how many soldiers they had. And that is why women were never counted. So when Jesus performed the miracle, they said there were 5,000 men. And the women were not counted because in those days you never counted women. Saul sent the army of Israel to go up and kill David. Can you imagine all the men in Ghana looking for you to kill you? So David ran away from the city of Jabez, which later became known as the city of the king or the city of David or Jerusalem, city of peace. Jerusalem or Jerusalem or Jerusalem. As he ran away from the city of peace, he knew he was going away from peace and sending to a place called Adulam. Adulam was the place for the banished in society. The sick, the blind, the crippled, the lepers, and the criminals were all removed from Jerusalem to Adulam. The sad thing about Adulam was that on your way you had to go through a valley which was called Baca, the valley of the shadow of death. David was descending from the city of peace through the valley of the shadow of death. But this is what he said. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. He spoke these words and arrived in Adullam. The men in Adullam told Saul that David was hiding in Adullam. And so Saul sent people after David to arrest David and kill him. But when it was told to David that the men of, of, of Saul had entered Adullam and were getting ready to surround him to kill him, he lifted his voice and said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When my enemies, even those that hate me and camp, or they surround me, my heart will not fear. When they pursue me, they will stumble and they will fall. At night, when David was sleeping, they told him that Saul knows you are in this cave. And there is no way you are going to be able to come out of this cave. He is going to come in. He's going to find you. And he's going to kill you. But David lifted his voice and said, I shall not die, but live to declare the works of the Lord. He lived till the next day. The next day, the men of Adullam conveyed with Saul and they planned to kill David but when it was told to David he said why do the heathen rage and the people of the earth imagine a vain thing God who sits in heaven he shall laugh is somebody hearing me at all Saul on Mount Gilboa when he saw the battle was against him, 
he said to his servant, I shall not live, but die. And he died. This is a man that has sent a whole nation of men after one man who survived by his tongue. And this man died on top of a mountain. Now hold on. The fact that he was on top of a mountain gives me three indications. That number one, he was hiding. And so the enemy didn't know where he was. Number two, he was on top of a mountain, so he was above and not beneath. Number three, there is no record of any other person being around apart from Saul, his son, and his servant. So what was his problem? What really killed Saul? Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, it was not his sword, it was his tongue. One man went through a valley and survived. The other man was hidden on top of a mountain and died. One man was being chased by soldiers. The other man was hidden from the soldiers, yet he died. What killed him? Why has your life been like this? Now this is how it works. What you say, you're not the only one that hears. The devil hears. Nature hears. Nature hears. I didn't know the wind had ears. I didn't know the storm had ears. I didn't know the trees had ears. But what manner of a man is this? So what you say, nature hears. It has been proven scientifically. Two sets of plants were taken. On one plant, prayers were said. On the other set of plants, no prayers were was said. On the ones that prayers were said on, the plants did better than the ones that no prayers were said on. People of God, listen. And listen real good. How did the trees come in? By words. The mountains. By words. Paper by words. The moon by words. They were created and came into being by an order. What is the only thing 
that will continue to control them. By words. Is there any problem in life that was not created by words? The sickness came as a result of something that was created by words. So everything in life responds to the tongue. Everything. That is why the Bible says all of creation is waiting, earnestly waiting for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. Why? Because creation has gone amiss. There is trouble, there is chaos, there is confusion. Everything is going wrong. So they are now waiting for the people of God to come out to say and it will be so. I am created in the likeness of God. Genesis chapter 2, there is a problem. And the problem is that there is chaos on the perfect earth that God created. God comes down and all he does is recreate. So, he says, let there be light. That was all he said. He had not created the sun. But he said, let there be light. Why? Because God knew that the sun, S-U-N, was not the only source of light. There was another sun, S-O-N, who was also a source of light. And so when the life and the nature of man was in chaos and confusion, for the second time, God did not do anything. He just said again, let there be light. And Jesus came and said, I am the light. Just like he said the first time. When God said the first time, let there be light. The sun, S-O-N, came on the scene and there was light. It was later that he created the sun, S-U-N. Then, God said, you know what? I don't like this at all. The, 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 The seas have flooded the earth so you cannot see the earth. And the clouds have come down and there is so much chaos. And I want to do something beautiful. Okay, I know what I'm going to do. By words, I am going to create a firmament. Another word for firmament is at 
atmosphere. I am going to create an atmosphere for miracles. I am going to create an atmosphere for healing. I am going to create an atmosphere for prosperity. I am going to create an atmosphere for increase. I am going to create an atmosphere for success. People of God, unless by your tongue you create an atmosphere, you will never be able to get that miracle, that financial breakthrough, that thing that you're looking for. Because nothing happens in this life outside atmospheres. There is, an, there is an atmosphere that brings healing. There is an atmosphere that brings a prophetic unction. There is an atmosphere that, that brings even giving. An atmosphere that, that creates financial increase. And, and an atmosphere that creates desire for death. And even an atmosphere that creates desire for sex. Oh, you didn't hear me. Man of God, I telling you, there are only two things that Christians like a lot and don't like you to talk about. Money and sex. All that God did in the time of trouble was and God said and God said, and God said, and God said, and John the Revelator, John had a peculiar anointing, and that anointing caused him to understand things that were said. And so he is the only one among those that wrote the synoptics that took his time to go into the details. And so he opens the book of John, the first chapter and the first verse, with, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All all things were made by the word. 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 And without the word was nothing made that was made. And so if I want anything done, all I have to do is go back to the word and take the word and use the word. Because all things were made by the word. It is the word that brings life. It is the word that brings death. It is the word that brings progress. It is the word that brings retrogress. Life and death lies in the power of the tongue. The word. Because of time, let me just round up. Let me round up. Let me round up. Listen. I want to show you a few things that can increase the power of your tongue. Just a few things and I'll get out of your way. Number one, be careful what you use your tongue to do. He says, with the same tongue, they praise and bless you. And with the same tongue, they curse. Bitter and sweet water cannot come from the same source. The Bible says, if a foolish man keeps his mouth shut. He is considered. So it means that his words become valuable. 
people who talk too much don't have a powerful tongue. Because nobody takes your word seriously. But if you talk few, the Bible says, for God is in heaven and you are on earth. So let your words be few. If you are that person that talks less, you increase the power of your tongue. Be careful what you say with your tongue. If your tongue utters deception, it wouldn't have the same power to control the devil if tongue is a tongue that utters deception. Let me run. Number two. Be a person that loves praise and worship. Whenever people love praise and worship, they receive something from God which is called the secret of the Lord. The Bible says the secret of the Lord lies with them that fear Him. The word that is translated fear is the word reverence. Or worship. That is what it is. Now see, whenever you love to worship, you increase the power of your tongue. In the sense that actual worship, the literal meaning and translation of worship is adoration with extreme and excessive display of love from the heart. And it goes on to say that it is like licking the back of the hand. The Hebrew word for worship is the same word that means to lick the hand like a dog. So when I worship God, I lick his hand like a dog. The mighty right hand of God that does mighty things. My tongue comes into contact with it. So that the power in the hand of God becomes the power in my... Number three. Be somebody that keeps the word of God in your heart. You know why? Because out of the overflow of the heart, the tongue utters. Out of the abundance of the heart. Now if I keep the word of God in my heart, then I will be able to speak like God. If I have the word of God in my heart, then God's word in his mouth is just as powerful as God's word in my mouth because it is the same word of God when God wants to speak to men he uses the tongue of a prophet when God wants to heal men he uses the tongue of his servant when God wants to direct men he uses the tongue of his servant God's word in the mouth of God is just as powerful as God's word in the mouth of the person that has kept his word in his heart. People of God, listen. The word of God in your heart 
is ignited by the Holy Spirit. Uh, can I can I teach this? Ephesians chapter six, verse seventeen. You read for me. I want to show us something there. Uh huh. Listen carefully. Don't clap. Don't shout. Don't do. Not, don't even breathe. Just listen. Ephesians six seventeen. Uh huh. And take the helmet of Hold salvation. On. And take uh-huh. the helmet uh-huh. of salvation. Continue. And the sword of the spirit. And the sword of the spirit. Uh-huh. Which which is the word of God. What is there? Is it a comma? No. A semicolon. Yes. A semicolon simply means by means of. That's what a semicolon means. Are there some English teachers here? A semicolon. It simply means by means of. So it means whatever I've told you, this is the way you do it. So instead of the semicolon, Read by means of. So let's start. Take the helmet. Take the helmet of, of salvation, salvation. And the sword of the, of the spirit, spirit. Which, which is, is the, word the word of God. Of God. By means. Continue. By means by of. By means of. Uh-huh, 18. Praying always with all prayers. And supplication. And supplication in the in spirit. Hold on. So how. Does the word of God become the sword of the spirit? It becomes the sword of the spirit by means of praying in the spirit. Oh, hold on, hold on, don't clap, don't clap. You, you, you don't get it yet. When I hear God's word and it goes in my heart, it's just a bullet. It has not been fired. But in the times of crisis, as I pray, a word of God, which is a word for the moment, which is a word in season, will become the sword of the Spirit on my tongue and it will be released against the enemy. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I had just done a crusade in Labadi. And in those days, when you did crusades and mighty things happened, you had to be humble. And part of your humility was getting away from everybody so that you wouldn't receive the praises of men. That was my time. So I got off from the park and I was walking towards where the Lata is. I was in an alley and I saw a very tall man, tall, holding a dog in the left and a sword in the right. You could not see the face of the man, but by the, stru- the hip structure, you could tell it was a man. And he was coming towards me.
At that moment, there were a million scriptures I could quote. But as I started speaking and blasting in tongues, a word jumped out of my heart, on my tongue, out of the abundance of my heart. A word jumped on my tongue. It was not get away from me. It was no other word. But the scripture which says, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. When I spoke those words, it went right through the heart of that object. It turned and faced a building and walked right through the building and I was able to walk home safely. What happened that night? I had picked the word of God by means of Praying with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. A particular word that was needed for the moment was released on my tongue. Keep the word of God in your heart. And strengthen your tongue by means of praying with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Next point. Shall I give two and close? Let me give two and close. Let me give two. Let me give you two and close. Next point. Next point. Be a person of faith confession. Because remember, these are the days of Elijah. Your words are prophetic. I will send forth Elijah. I will release the spirit of Elijah. I will release the prophetic grace upon all flesh. And what you say will be a prophetic word you have spoken into your future. Lastly, still on, on this point, still on this point. People of God, listen. There is nothing wrong to say or in saying, I'm sick. But don't end there. Did you hear that? Because the Bible says, let the sick say I'm healed. So you have to admit first that you're sick. But your confession is that I'm healed. A sickness is troubling my body. But in the name of Jesus, I have my healing. I don't have cash in my pocket right now. But in the name of Jesus, I'm not broke. Be a person of faith confession. Speaking after the situation just empowers the situation. That's all it does. Listen to me. A person's problem, biggest problem, is not the problem itself, but what they say about the problem. That is your biggest problem. 
What do you say about your problem? What do you say? What do you say? Let me end with this one. It might look like the most tiny. But if you want your tongue to be powerful, do your best to abstain from lying. Because, see, when you lie, you lose the image of God and take the image of the Father of all lies. Your tongue is powerful because you are like God. The Bible says when they lie, they are like their father. Be careful about lying. No matter how insignificant it might look like. When you lie, you have lost your authority in the spirit. Because the devil doesn't regard you anymore. And I'm talking about even time. I'm I'm talking about little, little things. It's the little foxes. So be extremely careful. But from this day forward, never accept any situation because you saw it. Remember, you have the finals. Shall we jump on our feet? five nights of glory I explained to you that the Bible says that the whole family in heaven and earth derives his name from God Amen I think Ephesians 3.14 or so right put it on the screen let's see And I explained to you that the word family there is actually the word patria, which is fatherhood. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Now he's saying that all families of the earth derive their name. The word family there is from the word patria, which is actually the word from which we get patriarch. Because the word which means father, but it also means fatherhood, family, or nations. He is saying that the patriarchs, 
they derive their names, their fatherhood. God, fatherhood belongs to God. He gave it to Abraham. God said, I make you a father. Now, now, if sonship is given, fatherhood must be given. Now, 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 you see, you see, we have only three patriarchs. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, finish. But you see, you, you, you need to understand that the fatherhood here is still in God and anyone who will can derive his fatherhood from God. In other words, you can become a progenitor of a race. What I mean is that from you begins the blessing. Okay, now, 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 now. Anything that happened before Abraham, we don't even want to know. Abraham began the redemptive race. Abraham was the father. Amen. Adam was the father of the human race. But Abraham was the father of the redemptive race. And Isaac was a father in his own class. And Jacob was a father in his own class. Can I tell you something tonight? You stand here as the progenitor. The beginning of a new generation. Let me explain to you what that means. What it means is that whatever has gone wrong in your family line, whatever was wrong from your great, great, great grandfather is up to you. You are changing the order today. I am not, it's not an exhortation. That's what God told me. When I ask you to raise your hand, that's what God told me. He said, you are stand, you are representing a family. A whole generation. Oh. Lift up your hands, lift up your right hand. By reason of the many prayers that have ascended, by reason of the many tears and many cries, by reason of the corporate anointing of the church and the corporate cry of the body of Christ, I prophesy over your life that this begins another generation, another race of people, another breed of people. Your family is changed forever. Your family is changed forever. Your family is changed forever. Your family story is changed forever. Your family tree changes forever. I tell you, if you open your mouth now, whatever tongue is coming out is a mystery, it's a prophecy. Sawando, open your spirit. It's beginning with you. It's changing with you. Something is happening right now. 
the family DNA changes. You might as well prophesy over your mother, prophesy over your father, prophesy over your sisters, over your siblings, over your uncles, your nephews. Change the family DNA. The children in your loins, in your womb. Prophesy over your ovaries, over your eggs, over your spans. Why be composed on a vision the Hatalata? We change your DNA into a DNA of God. We change your blood cells. We change your brain cells. Hey, come on. Prophesy. We change it. We change it. I command sickle cells. I command sickle cells. Change. Sickle cells. Change. DNAs. Change. Change. Sickness. Leave the body. Intimidation. Infirmity. Leave the body. Weakness. Oh, people of God, you are laying hold on something. Prophesy, you are laying hold on something. I show you a mystery. I show you a mystery. I show you a mystery. We shall all not die, but we shall be changed. In a moment, in a twinkle of an eye, I show you a mystery. I show you a mystery. You are prophesying. You are changing the DNA of nations. Hey, when you step on the land, the curse of the land changes. The curse on the land changes. Hey, I see happening. I see happening. I see happening. When you step in a land, that land changes. When you step in a nation, it changes. You step in a company, it changes. You step in a home, it changes. It's true. It's true. It's happening. Young of Israel, man, so less. Zari Sambra Tulesia. Tommy Susa, some they too were smart. Makibaki, some para. Bones in the Lewis, they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mayaku was some no song. A drowned of a song. Viva some no loser. Your marrow, your bones, your medulla, your brains. The emphasis that I use, immoral son of Brusa, I see change. I see change. Miraculous faculties. <laughs> we absorb the life of God. We imbibe the life of God. We take in the life of God. We inhale 
the life of God. We receive the wisdom of God. We receive the faith of God. We receive the faith of God. We receive the faith of God. I receive the faith of God. The health of God. The life of God. The light of God. The wisdom of God. The power of God. The potency of God. Open your spirit. It's happening. People of God, when I see it, I know I recognize it. I'm telling you, it's happening right now. It's happening to you. It's happening to me. It's happening to us. In Osea, Igavustrasa, Marasata, 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 Ambejo Gozu, Koramasira, Alaviso. Oh Jesus, wonder. What a wonder you are. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus, oh Jesus, the name that changes everything, 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 in heaven and on earth and under the earth, the name Jesus, 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 it is given, it is given. It is given, 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 as you were saw, as you were saw, as you are now, amicosa, aliaca, aranzovasa, vatamakura, aranose, moramuse, intamia, intamia, maligaya, maligaya, arakata, rabababababa. We break all the yokes permanently. We break all the shackles permanently. The yokes shall be destroyed because of the anointing. The mystery 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 of the anointing. Zianso Pesha. Yongo Suhat. Drahasha. Malikata. Parohose. And Piso Walata. Rikomo Soto. Ifahasata. Alemasata. Abisondo Kusa. Zadrahata. Yayayamama. People of God is happening. 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 Azuata. Emosa. Abosa. Praise shall come from the earth. Truth shall spring from the earth. Righteousness from the heavens. Truth and righteousness. They kiss each other. Maruheso. Surantoya. Maruketo. Infarata. It's happening. Isomesa. Makubala. Asantoya. Zikrato. Romobo. We drink up the cup of the Lord. We drink up the cup of the Lord. We are baptized with his baptism. We are baptized with the same baptism. We drink up of the same cup. People of God is happening. Prophesy. Prophesy. You are breaking through. You are breaking in. You are breaking out. Himosato and Zubasu and Zubasu and Falatasa, Aprienso and Santa La Gemahaso, Bianore, Treneser, Treneser, Sotaniasa, Atianso, Vrianoso, Monstrakia, Catalea, Ibosua, Chiasa, Kamaya, Ramano, Ramano, 
Ramando, Ramando, Apezoa, Zikemaya, Mariando, Rosso, we shout your name, we shout your name, we declare your name, we shout your glory, we release your glory. Empower us up, Asaya, Amigoa, Agrada, Gionso, Shimalaya, Trendowa, hear O heavens, hear O earth. A new generation of people, the God kind of people, the God kind of people, the God kind of people, the emergence of a new generation. People of God, we prevail, we break through, we prevail, we possess, we dispossess, and we possess, we dispossess, and we possess. We take the land, we take the land, not by our soul, by the name of the Lord, by the angel of the Lord, by the power of God, by the force of the Archangel, by the trump of God, by the wind of God, by the storms of God, by the power of God, by the sword of God, he called Masuita. Zion no hosa we place a demand on the mysteries of God, 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 Ziata, Azanda, Akiaza, Son Christo, Shiba, Torianda. Adalia Kaza, Aziangohu, Hashata, Zapata, Epotia, Makreato, Asitom. We rearrange, we rearrange things in the spirit. We rearrange things in the spirit. We rearrange, we rearrange, we rearrange, we rearrange a supernatural order according to a divine order right now by the Spirit of God in the name of Jesus. O Mesua, Misa, Mikato. Paranaha, Hashia, Amasa, 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 Akaya, 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 Asiando, Ristomaso, Pironaha, Likrosa, Santoria, Arimosa, Keriabasa, Fiomasia, Santaraha, Lemasa, Keriando, Mosteria, Librato, Rimase, Keria, Riansa, Likamaraba, Pataya, Rioso, Riase, Keriande. Lift up your voice, lift up your voice. Over your circumstance, over your destiny, the final verdict, the final verdict, the final verdict in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost, the final verdict over this nation, over God's people, over this generation, the final verdict over the world. We prophesy the hand of God, the hand of God, the arm of God, the hand of God, the spirit of God over the nation. The final verdict is so awesome. Kimahanata, Baba Hemosondo, Reontoasa, Keruhasa, Likamoro, Ziandoho, Zetakata, Anabahata, Misato, Erondosia. Carry extra oil, carry extra oil, 
We are carrying extra oil for the journey for the rest of the year. Extra oil. The wise virgin carrying extra oil. Carrying extra oil. Extra oil. Extra anointing. Extra oil. Rosando. We tap into the power of the Holy Ghost. More anointing. More power. We increase our capacity. More vessels. More vessels. More missionaries. More givers. More millionaires. More preachers. More laborers. More workers. More warriors. More intercessors. More prophets. More apostles. More teachers. More pastors. More givers. Emosondo, more leaders, Hisotayata, more gifts of prophecy, gift of faith, workings of miracles. Open your spirit, something is happening right here. Hey! You will tread upon the lion, upon the serpent, the dragon. You trample underfoot. The principal powers that govern nations will be under your feet. You control economies. You control the world of nations. Receive power from the Holy Ghost. We change the course of nature. We change the stories. We change the headlines. By the power of God. 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 By the Spirit of God. By the Spirit of God. By the Spirit of God. Prophesy. It's happening. Oh, prophesy. Thank you, Jesus. 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 We shake the foundation of hell again. We shake the heavens again. Once more, shake the heavens. Yeah, 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 yeah. The removal of things that have been shaken. The removal of the things that are shaken. The removal of things that are shaken. That the only things that will remain will be things that cannot be shaken. We haven't received a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Imosano, Imosute, Karahasa, Yambahasata, Yambahasata, Yambahasata. Everything is changing. 
The Lord said, I'm raising prophesiers. I'm raising prophesiers. Prophesiers. I see the prophetic grace falling upon people in this atmosphere. I see an uncommon people whose words will never fall to the ground. A people whose words are not going to fall to the ground. I see a kind of people rising up in this atmosphere. You, 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 you. Oh, bololo bo sheda brada da baha. Kada da baba sete debe de hose. The Lord said to me that from today, any prayer you make is a prophecy. You don't pray prayer topics, you pray prophecy. From today, you are not praying, you are prophesying. When you lift up your voice to pray, when you enter the place of prayer, it will be prophesying. The Lord said that He has put His word in your mouth. The Lord said that His anointing has come upon you. Under the atmosphere of this prophetic release, I command everyone on this platform to receive the anointing of the prophetic. 
I stand here as a prophet of God and I release everyone here unto the place of the prophetic. You shall hear, you shall see, you shall command, you shall see it happen. Everything you command shall happen. Anything you are seeing is happening. As I'm speaking, I see angels moving, anointing people's heads, anointing people's ears, anointing people's hands, the power of the tongue. There's an anointing in this house, the declarative power, the authority of the tongue, the authority of the tongue. I see the Spirit of the Lord pouring oil on people's tongue. Somebody's tongue is changing right now. My God, my God. You do not pray again, you prophesy. That say the Lord. From today, you say to that situation, that say the Lord. From today, you look at that dry bone and say, that say the Lord. From today, you look at your results and say, that say the Lord. From today, you look at that health condition and you shall say, that say the Lord. I see people in this house receiving the authority in this house. And they shall declare, that say the Lord. Thou say it, the Lord. Thou say it, the Lord. Ba 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 a new generation is coming from somebody. A new family history is coming from somebody. Because you carry the oil of the prophetic. Whatever you say will happen. What you tell your mother will happen. What you tell your father will happen. A new generation. A special breed of people. My God, my God, my God. I see people prophesying like me. I release everyone on this platform to the atmosphere. If you believe you shall move if you believe you shall move you have seen how i prophesied and it came to pass the lord said it is coming upon people right now whatever you see will come to pass let me tell you from today you will not pray again when you enter the place of prayer to be prophecies that say the lord that say the lord that say the lord that will be your mode of prayer let your fire flow, Lord. Let the anointing be released right now. The house of the prophet. The Lord said that from today, this house will call the house of the prophet. The family of prophets. The family of prophets and prophesiers. It doesn't matter who you are. 